I, I yeah, just gave I Amanda Holiday some cookies. Yeah. Yeah. She gave me a helmet. Of course she did. Hello and welcome to the Yomcast. My name's Dom, as one half of the Yomcast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Hello. Tonight we're talking about episodes five and six of season two of His Dark Materials, the Philip Pullman adaptation currently airing on the BBC and on HBO. Yes. Yeah. So, episodes five and six. Um, so, yeah, we're in the meat now. We're in the, the, the middle and going, you know, ramping up towards the end of the season. Yeah. What so we we've only got one episode left after this, right? Yeah, because they were originally it was going to be an eight-episode season. Yeah, and unfortunately, because as a result of the pandemic, they had to stop filming. Um, and that episode was the we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, where it was going to be the one where we found out about Asriel, um, yeah. and his whole journey. So it was the James McAvoy episode um, that unfortunately they just had to cut. Um, so it would have been a sort of flashback. So I feel like we are going to get the full story of this season. Um, but it does mean that, yeah, we are only going to have seven episodes rather than eight. Got it. Um, so what we'll do is we'll do this episode this tonight, uh, talking about five and six, and then we'll do one to sort of wrap up the season when we get the finale next week. Um, but yeah, getting into the meat of these two, these are in- interesting couple of episodes. Um, I, th- I definitely prefer the one from last week, episode five. Um, last week was the break-in episode, wasn't it? Yes. Right. Okay. So last week we had the break-in, but then I think the sort of the crux of that episode. So yeah, it was it was following on um, from before. You know, Mrs. Coulter has left her world in pursuit of Lyra. Yeah. And so a lot of that episode, the fifth episode, focuses on her mm-hmm. and um, her sort of exploring the new world, which is our world. Yeah, and she's like hanging out with um, Boreal. His name now, that's it, Boreal. Yeah, so Boreal's um, like introducing her to this world, um, and you get yeah his sort of assessment of our world, and like and he's sort of cold, like he's, he explains that it's weird they don't have any demons, they have twice as many shopping malls, but half as many <laughs> like um, places of worship, and it's a it's a culture built on consumerism. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, this sort of this assessment of like our world from an outside perspective, which is really interesting. Um, but then you get her meeting Mary Malone. And that kicks off a whole thing. Yeah, because that's... Was that the second episode that Mary was in, though? Because no, Mary's been in pretty much every episode. But yeah, Mary's but then, sort of was introduced, what, second episode of the season and has been in, like, she hasn't had much interaction with Lyra, but they keep coming back to her. Right. Um, and, yeah, in that fifth episode, it was Mrs. Coulter just went to her office and they had a bit of a confrontation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then she sort of bolted, didn't she? Yeah, well, then she went and asked the, um, the cave some more about what she needs to do. And the cave speaking in the voice of this angel as we established in the previous episode told yeah. her that like your work here is done you must move on um and we get mary leaving her world um so it's kind of this weird cyclical thing between those two and they are i think definitely meant to be parallels they're like almost this is what lara's mother could have been in another world and they really draw a fine point on that in this episode yeah because i didn't really get that at first and that was i was like fuck okay Mm. Like, and it sort of clicked afterwards. 
Yeah, it's because she has that whole speech when she comes back afterwards. She goes, you know, he asks her, how did you find her? She goes, I found her impertinent, but she was intelligent and she was free. And like, you can, like she's like shaken by the idea that the, like straight away when like um, Boreal first sort of says, oh yeah, they're, they're working on particle matter over here. Um, mm. Interest your daughter. And he says something like, oh, there's a woman who runs a department at the university. She goes, what, what do you mean she, she runs the department? Like that is just such an alien <laughs> yeah. concept to her. She yeah. can't get read around that. And he's like, "Yeah, no, things are a bit different over here." Um, and he had, like he has all these disparate like women in this world are very arrogant. And like, <laughs> and whilst this is like cutting back to the magisterium saying, "God help us, some <laughs> women oh. <laughs> are deigning to say things that they shouldn't be saying," and it's just like, and then yeah, and then you get Coulter saying, "Look, you, you understand that I was like." top of my class at oxford i had all these papers that but i couldn't publish them unless i put a man's name on it yeah i they said they couldn't give me a doctorate because i was a woman and so and she's like do you know what i could have been in this world and that's they really sort of they don't mess about with it really is that it's that not get you didn't it because it yeah. is there's so much so much more to it in like a lot of like again in this episode as well like this week's episode as well Mm -hmm. um there's so much more layered in with the character work for coulter especially yeah definitely because she is a fairly underdeveloped character in the in the books yeah like she's in there and she's you know she's malevolent and she's ominous presence all throughout but there's never like outside of the first book she sort of like pops up in place to place and isn't really hugely developed no i do feel like again because this is something you can speak to that i don't know obviously because i haven't read the the other books and the bell sauvage but she does talk about she says what do you she asked borrow what do you know of my affair with asriel and she said oh he seduced you and all this now like she's getting into her backstory not in that it's not is it not no where is it where do they talk where is the where am i missing it's not it's not um it's not in um, it's not mentioned really. Like it, well, it's mentioned about their relationship that they had. That's in the first book. They yeah. talk about how her Coulter, the husband Coulter, was the um, was like this very wealthy socialite sort of person, and took her as a trophy wife. And she wouldn't have gotten anywhere because she was she was studious and like um, like like oh, she manipulated her way in, and then went with Azrael because he was exciting and stuff like that. Le Belle Sauvage is um, grossly different. Like it's, it's to- totally different set of characters. Okay. Like it's um, just trying to think how it even, how they even get what they get when they get it. If you know what I mean? But yeah, it's totally, totally, totally different. It's a completely different set of characters at different times of their lives. And then these characters then pop up in um, Secret Commonwealth. Yeah. But then in a different timeline. Okay. Not a different, not, well, actually not like a different timeline as in the darkest of timelines that we're living in at the moment. Yeah. But a different timeline as in much further on down, down, down the string, shall we say? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just it's a lot of yeah, it's a, a lot of the deeper stuff. Yeah, I mean, I we don't want to retread ground, but at the same time, like, there's a lot going on in here that is fairly new. Like the whole confrontation with Colts being in 
there at the same time and these really long drawn out conversations are not part of it no um and then yeah so we have that going on so that's going on with the adults if you like and meanwhile, back in um, Chittagatsi, it's got Will and Lyra who are like exploring using the knife. Yeah. And Will figuring out how, and they, they were like basically figuring out the geography of how our world overlaps with this world. Yeah. And how they could go about, like, basically, he wants to cut, like, because he can cut a doorway in anywhere. It's like, how do we go about it so we can literally cut our way into this guy's house? So we can steal back the alethiometer. So a lot of it is just them figuring out, right, cut here, put a little hole here, and then close it again. I love that. I love the whole the effect they've done for how the doorways open up and close. It's fucking brilliant. It's like yeah, exactly it's as amazing. I imagined it. Amazing, yeah. And like, and yeah, just watching just Will get proficient with the subtle knife is like I can't. It's another one of those moments where it's just like I've waited so long to see this done on screen, and you're fucking nailing <laughs> it again. Um, it was brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Like, but and 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 again, but it it lit. It, it, it does it in like a really structured and quite a clever way. And yeah. again, this is a carry on from the book, but anyone that's not familiar, because they're talking about how the, the worlds do overlap, but in certain places. Yeah. So like you can go here, but if you open a, open a path there, you might be in the middle of a road, but if you do it 10 feet to the left, you're at the side of the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then it does raise the question that my girlfriend said, why don't they just cut a thing above where the alethiometer is? Reach in, grab it. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I think that's like, that's so, that's too like specific. That's too pinpoint. I feel like that if, like, yeah. if Will had been with, had the knife for like 10 years, he could do that. Like at the moment he can aim, like the fact that he's able to get into a particular room in a particular <laughs> building is quite impressive yeah. to ask him to get into a safe with it and not end up inside the wall <laughs> like yeah is, is it might be a bit much of a big ask given that he's just got it and he's missing two of his fingers yeah well yeah exactly <laughs> but also like when we're talking about stuff like um like will has to feel like it's in the right place yeah like will has to know that it's in the right place or he has to sort of, in the same way, it's like this meditative state that like Mary has to be in and that Will has to be in and that Lyra has to be in Yeah, for them to be able to feel this around them. Yeah. So it's not just a case of feeling, of being like, oh, it's over there. And if I open it there, if I just cut that bit, then I'm right by it. If he cuts that bit, he might end up in a different world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they do, and again, because there's another the little subtle that things are layered. Yeah, and they, that's another little subtle thing that every time you see him cut, you see that there's there's just other strings either side of it. Yeah, and they sort of just they you can barely see them; they're almost imperceptible, and then they fade out as they go further away. It's like, yeah, each one of them is an, is another world that you can cut into. It's just mm-hmm. like fuck me, this is just the the possibilities are infinite, aren't they? It's just, it's endless. I love it. It is fucking amazing. Um, it's such a great world that he's built um, and then yeah I think that the main thing um, I think in both these episodes really is uh, that big confrontation they get get to um, at the end of that sec- that first episode so we get these two parallel stories and then they all culminate with them all like just fucking fighting each other really but it's just, I just love um, yeah, the the fight would so you end up getting um Boreal versus Will and Lyra versus Coulter. 
Yeah. Um, and again, I know we keep saying it and we can't ever repeat ourselves, but fuck me, Daphne and King. It's yeah. Unbel- she's so she, intense. And she just, good. yeah, because she's just and like. You put it, her against Ruth Wilson as well. Yeah. And uh, Wilson's, she's trying to tempt her. She's trying to go, look, here's the lithiometer. It's all good. Don't worry. And you can see Lyra's like, she's tempted to buy into it because yeah. the part of her is still a little girl who just wants a mum. But she doesn't. There's that, that rage and that fury. And then you see her turn the tables on, on Coulter and do what Coulter did to her back in season one, which is to yeah. set her demon on her. And it's really intense. It's really it like... It's fucking intense. Because it's... You can... Again, you can see like... You see the disgust yeah. on Lyra's face. Yeah. So she makes... Because that's what... Like, Coulter just says to her, look, you're so much like me. It's like, fuck you. You're, I'm never... Like... I am nothing like you. Um, and that's like the thing she ends up saying to Will later on is that I really hope that I'm nothing like either of my parents. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a beautiful little scene, actually. She goes, I, I hope that I'm nothing like my parents. I want to be more like Mark Costa or Lee Scoresby. And Will just says to her, Laurie, you don't have to be like anyone else. Just be you. Yeah. You're amazing as you are. It's this really sweet little moment. And, just, yeah, I love and that's it. a really powerful message as yeah, well. Yeah, it is. So like... As a kid's book, exactly. yeah, yeah. Again, you, those little moments like that where you remind yourself that yeah, this is based on a kid's book, and this is something that this uh, message that he's trying to get across to kids reading it, mm. and that is it's such a perfect yeah. It's not don't try to emulate. You got you can have heroes that you look up to, but you don't have to emulate them. You don't have to be like them. But just be you. Mm. Um, and you are the best. Yeah, you're you're the best version of yourself. You don't have to be closer to any other version that you of an idealized because every character in this show is flawed yeah scoresby's flawed so is marcosta then there are no saints in this the closer you get to a saint or a perfect person is lyra and will at the moment yeah and that's the thing um but then they've got their own sort of ways of sort of doing things as well like will's um always sort of demonstrated to be the more physical of the two yeah and the one that's willing to sort of stand in the way and stand up for what's right and get in the fight, which I think is symbolic of the fact that he's the, the wielder of the knife or the carrier of the blade sort of thing. Whereas yeah. uh, Lyra is sort of a little bit more um, academic in the way that she deals with things. And, you know, obviously again, that then refers to the way the fact that she's using an alethiometer that finds the truth and gives her answers tells her things rather than the knife creates actions yeah so it's always this amazing balance between them and the fact that you know lyra's sort of sin almost for lack of a better term (laughs) is uh worn on her sleeve because she's lyra silver tongue yeah so what's her thing is that she's good at lying and what's will's thing is that carries a weapon yeah true yeah but it always, yeah, it's so good. It's so good a show. And it's one of those things that as it ends every episode, you just go, oh, fuck's sake. Like, yeah. come on. Like, yeah. Just one more. Yeah. And it was that, and there were things that were missing from that, um, that fifth episode where like, so the, the one previous, or was it? No, yeah, it was that one. Um, where we just seen the witches go through the, go through the, um, Cut in the sky, oh, yeah. and then it doesn't get picked up again until this episode, this week's episode. 
And then, so there are things where they're like, yeah, they're, they're balancing all these different things. And I know what you're saying about there are slow parts in the book. Um, I think we definitely hit one of them this week. Um, but they've paced it so well that they kind of managed to balance it all out. And there's always something interesting going on in every episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, you know, that, that, that fifth episode really sort of was, was a highlight for me. I think that was a great episode because it explored all those, you know, examining another world from a different point of view, um, which is a really interesting part of this whole series. And then it also had this really emotional, like intense stuff at the end. We also get, yeah, whilst we got Daphne and Keith and Ruth Wilson squaring up, we've also got the guys, the Boreal and Will. Um, I just love that. There's that one shot where Boreal's coming at Will because we can see Will's got the knife and his demon, his snake, just comes out of his... Um, oh, that's fucking brilliant. And just yeah, dropped and out of his thing. drops out of his thing and, like, and Will just goes, ah! <laughs> and just like, ah, fuck! It's like, <laughs> how did you do that? Was that magic? And it's, yeah, it's perfect. It's so, it's so well, like... And then he's, he's coming at him and he's like got these little trinkets or whatever isn't he and he's like and he, he cuts one of them it's like that's a massive historical value and yeah just like cuts it in half because he can yeah and then but also then, the fact that he's a kid so he's just like i'll do it and yeah. he's like i'll do it you don't do that and then yeah. he just fucking does it anyway and you're like oh, yeah. i love like yeah and coulter just calling boreal out and his bullshit as well like she's like this world is amazing. Like there are like there are ideas in here. There's no that our world is crying out for. I think is what she says. Mm. And it's like all this science, all this amazing stuff that's going, all the technology. And instead, what you've done is like gathered a little collection in your little house. Yeah, it's like it's like you you're unworthy. Yeah, and what were you going to make me part of that collection? Were you? <laughs> you're gonna add me to that collection wasn't it i think yeah and then my favorite line of hers is just like if you actually got me you wouldn't even begin to know what to do with me i'm like yeah that's that's a power line that's that's yeah. <laughs> that's that's a <laughs> it's a bog thing to say but she can back it up she's got the chops so. yeah it's ruth wilson says that to you you go yeah yeah okay <laughs> i believe you i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Boreal. Again, I think my what might be a little standout thing that's my favourite part of that bit is that whole episode as well is when Boreal's like he's showing off his house and he's meant to be like, look how great all this stuff is, and like she's not impressed by any of it. And at one point, he puts his stereo on. Oh, sound fucking lighthouse people, lighthouse family. Why? It's such a weird. (laughs) Like, I love it because it's just from both Boreal from the character's point of view, it's a really bold choice. Yeah, and from the 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 show creator's point of view, it's a really bold <laughs> choice. Like, why of all the music? Like, you think it would like stereotypically that would be Beethoven, wouldn't it? Yeah, or Beethoven or Mozart, or so he would like obviously this kind of like he's a refined. You know, look at the house; he's a refined sort of, and this is some of the greatest music this this world has ever produced, and he's listening to it on these speakers, or something like yeah, like I don't know. A, a, like a Bowie track like you imagine like Life on Mars or something like that yeah but no they go no no none of that Lighthouse Family <laughs> <laughs> why oh it's fucking silly isn't it's it fucking but, weird. Say, but it works because it goes to show that it's one of those things where you like um <laughs> if someone did come through to our world and fucking Lighthouse Family was the first thing that they heard then yeah, they're probably going to be really into it. Maybe, but I just, like, he's been there for years and set up a company. Like, has he not explored better music than that? Like, I don't understand. Look, people, oh. you know, love is love, mate. Like, no, I've got nothing. I've got, got I'm not, people, 
yeah, like I say, I applaud the choice from both Boreals and the showrunner's <laughs> point of view. I think it's a bold move. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Yeah. It turns out it didn't. But No, there's a lot going on there. But um... Yeah. Um, and then moving into that, the this next episode, I did feel like this one was very much a table setting for the finale episode. Yeah, it was... It was getting everyone moving all the pieces where they needed to be, really, wasn't it? It was like... Um, we do finally get the witches meeting up with Lyra. Yeah. Um, which is that, that's what I was for. saying to you is that like, because I said to you, didn't I? I was like, if what happens, what I think is going to happen happens, mm. we're going to see them cross over very soon. And I remember turning to my girlfriend and being like, I fucking told him this was going to happen. Yeah. And um, yeah, pretty much exactly what happens happens is the fact that they go, he needs healing. This is, but this is beyond normal medicine. Yeah, it was a cut created really by magic. Rambly, to be yeah. That's a really rambly bit in the book, and it like, takes a while to get there, and it's a lot of... Um, I don't know, it's a lot of almost sort of soliloquizing of them, like Will especially, being like, oh, I can't go on, I'm in so much pain, the pain is holding me back, and the pain is holding me down, but I must go on for Lyra. And then it's Lyra sort of saying, I know that Will's pushing through and he's doing it for me, but we've got to hold back. But even if it's this, because I don't know what this feeling is that I've got around when I'm around Will. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what is this feeling that they have when they're around one another? Yeah. And then it's just this like really sort of cumbersome bit of the book and you just sort of get a bit like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think they, they kind of, they do a fairly good job with that by intercutting it with the other stuff that's going on. So whilst that's happening, we're also getting, yeah, all the paths are merging. So we've got Lee Scoresby and um, John Pree or John Powell, whatever we're meant to be calling Andrew Scott's character at this John point. Paul. Yeah. Um, those guys go through the portal and come into the Chittagatsi world um, and we sort of follow them and we also we even get overlap. So because whilst that's happening, Coulter and Boreal are going after Lyra and going through the city. So there is this great moment where they're, they're all in the same place at the same time. And it just like, there's a panning shot down from the Lee's balloon into the streets of the Chisgarzi where Boreal yeah. is. And you see, Oh shit, everyone's in, everyone's coming into the same place. Um, Mary's there too. Mary's also there, which we saw at the end of the last episode. She, yeah, she finds the doorway. And that was, yeah, that was interesting as well. So she got, you know, the, the angel on the computer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, tells her, oh, you must be the snake and you must deceive the guardian, which just means lie to the guard who's guarding the doorway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I love that, yeah, because they're, even though they're like, yeah, they're, they're cool angels who like, right, you know, talk to you through the computer and all that. No, we still got to talk in weird, like, poetic fucking language and, and like, and be really vague about shit. We can't just tell you what's going on. Mm. It's still but, you can't get away from that because we're angels. Yeah, and I think it's it sort of speaks a bit about um, um, like the literal translation of things. Yeah, because it's like this such a like an ancient language, or because their language is so much more complex than ours that when they talk to us, they have to talk to us like idiots. Yeah, and they're like, "You deceive, man." Go door. <laughs> you lie, man. Then go through door. Hey, <laughs> okay? yeah, yeah. 
and then that sort of does prove its worth because a lot of like when we get further on with the angel stuff you do sort of learn a lot about how they feel about humanity and the, the different sects that exist within that yeah and whatever the paradise that has been lost shall we say mm. Mm. yes yeah um, but anyway yeah it was i thought this was i thought um i thought this was a good episode yeah don't get me wrong it wasn't um as halting as another series that we're watching yeah interesting like see that's that's almost exactly what i want to talk about because i'm like yeah so we're talking about the mandalorian right and we're talking about both of these series in parallel and kind of what his dark materials did this was a tradition of what you would expect from a penultimate episode in a season mm-hmm. all the paths are trying to come together people are crisscrossing but not a lot actually happened in the do you know what i mean yeah. in this episode it's just a stepping stone episode to get to the next bit yeah, and I feel like Mandalorian for all its and there are faults with this season of Mandalorian. We've been we have been loving it, but there are issues with it. But this episode, that's the biggest criticism ha- people had of it is that it's like it's not building towards the finale. It's just another episode. Yeah, but I feel like in contrast, these two both came out within a couple of days of each other. I'm like, at least something happened in Mando. Do you know what I mean? At least that like it told a full yeah. story for an hour or you know for 45 minutes. And it had a you know action set piece, and it had and it you know, moved the story along a little bit, but at least it was a full complete thing. Whereas the yeah, it was like I feel on its own as an as an episode that's just oh, this is clearly the one that's just setting up the finale. Yeah, in like an exercise of like non-linear storytelling. Yeah, Mando is succeeding because whereas, like you say, like Dark Materials follows a very it means that it means as a, as a, yeah as a because it is a serialized story it means that there are going to be points where yeah you do just have to have a, a building episode just to move people around mm-hmm. um, it means there won't be that much that actually happens here but it's also because the loads happened last week and loads is going to happen next week but this one we just need to move some people around yeah um i feel like you know there's one Man- thing that mandalorian like, yeah, could have been that. that this week they could have just gone him going around like i was expecting it to be him going around getting a load of people again setting yeah. up for the finale but that's not what they did they did their own they did a completely different story yeah do you not feel that that could have this is would you know virgin our part here but um with mando for example the episode of last week mm. do you not think that that was the equivalent of this week's episode with uh, with the exception of the great big reveal that happened that we got mm. do you not think that was the equivalent of like this week's because it was moving all the places things and then like, right this person needs to be with this person this person needs to be with this person. yeah they've sort of split it out over two i guess and they but yeah i don't know yeah. and like yeah it's doing it and it's just it is very interesting to compare the two series um that are both having and they're both about you know because of again his dark material started a week later the mandalorian but because they're missing an episode they're both going to finish at the same point Shit, yeah, I didn't think of that. They're both, it now means that we're going to have the finale of Mano on Friday and the finale of His Dark Materials on Sunday. Mm. And then it's all over. And then it's Christmas. Fucking Christmas next Saturday. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, besides the point, yeah. So I think that the biggest, like I said, 
although it feel, felt like not that much happened, the one big thing that did happen is the stuff with Boreal, again, with Boreal and Coulter, I think is the most interesting um, yeah. in Chittagatsi. She seems to have found a way to deal with the spectres and control them. And it's left very ambiguous as to how she's done that. And I think maybe we'll get back to that next week. Won't we? mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not feeling that so much. Like, No, is that, that that's not from no. the book then, is it? No. Mm, interesting. Okay. Cause that's like, nothing. This, been... The whole thing is different. Like there's a lot of, uh, divergent paths here. So yeah. like that bit, especially like, the fact that Mary is not being detected by them is by the by. Yeah. Because that's something again that happens in the books that she isn't really picked up by them. Like they don't really go for her, but then she mild spoilers moves on fairly quickly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Chittagansi is not even meant to, it's like, it's a crossroads world, isn't it? That's how they call it. That's what they talk about it. Yeah. And that's like that. The, the, it's the place where they're not, because it's the, Tower of the Knife is there, and that's where the the guys who made the knife in the first place, the I call it not yeah. the order, the what are they called? The I don't know. Something I bit, don't know. something ambiguous. Um but because that's where they're based and that's where the subtle knife was created, it makes sense that there will be a lot of doorways around in that world. Yeah. Uh, because that's but also that's this is part of a prophecy as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. The whole thing that's happening now is has been prophesized. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Mary's part of that, and Lyra's part of that, and Will's part of that, and it's all yeah, it's all interconnected, and the, and that's part of what we get with the witches in this one is like we're here to protect you, and Lyra basically says, "Look, if you're protecting me, you got to protect Will." Yeah, and sort of gets them bought into Will as being part of it, and she goes, "I knew that it was there was going to be a boy involved in this, and if you're telling me that it's this boy, then okay." Yeah. Like, okay. Um. But yeah, and then we get yeah, we we get um, we got to spoil it because it happens. But we get the end of Boreal as a character. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I was I was disappointed about that. I've got to say because I've been really I, he's been one of the standouts um, for me as the, on this not only this series, but, you know, previous season he was great and has yeah. been great for ages. And they just sort of unceremoniously kind of off they the, kind of poison him. Well, they do poison him off. Yeah, she poisons him, and he sort of he slumps down. And like she has, you know, she and again, it's a well acted scene from the pair of them, and they're great together. But it just, yeah, and then and now he's sort of he's done. Like all that, all that plotting, all that scheming, all the stuff with Will's mum in season one, which he threatens Will with. Um, mm. That never came. I thought, yeah, when he threatened him with that, and then they left it off after. I was like, oh shit, he's going to go after Will's mum in the next episode, isn't he? And there's nothing Will's going to be able to do about it. But no, that's all just dropped. And presumably <laughs> we'll never come back to it. So yeah, yeah I feel like that would that, that is a bit a of thing. a what what about the, the, the policeman bloke who was chasing Lyra? Was he not working for Boreal? Exactly. What happens to him? Where's he gone? What what happened to the bloke that Will killed? No, it's done. No one cares. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um no but yeah, get, it's, yeah, it's fairly unceremonious, like you say, but I don't really know. Sort of. I feel like yeah, he could have had more to do, and I think yeah, that um, yeah, it's, it's great. Let me look up the actor's name because he's been brilliant. He's been probably um, menacing, and yeah, he's been just generally been great. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he's 
consistently being quite like fearsome yeah like in a way that's quite grounded as well i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this yeah aeron back back air sure aeron back air okay yeah probably fuck that up i'm sorry i I apologize but in he's brilliant hopefully he'll be in more stuff yeah um yeah, and he's but he's always been there. He's always been in the background. Like we didn't really get what was going on with him in season one, and we, he's come into his own in this season. And yeah, it just seems like a bit of a waste or a bit of a shame that he's gone now. Um, but there you go. Never mind. Um, yeah. But again, I suppose it's gonna it's gonna give way for more um, because again, they're still teasing us with tiny little bits of Andrew Scott. <laughs> that's one thing that's really annoying me. Yeah, they've been, they've like come on now, but like yeah, like knowing where the plot goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where we go with this. And yeah, absolutely. To see what happens here because um, there's I'm not going to spoil anything to no. do with it, but there's a lot coming up. Oh yeah, and oh there's yeah. a lot we're building to, and there's a very specific thing that happens that I've said to my girlfriend. I'm like, right, I think this is where the final episode is going to end yeah and then we'll go from there mm. um but yeah i can't i won't say on air in fact no. i might do a little spoilery tag at the end yeah just sort of put my, my money where my mouth is yeah um but yeah and it is it's really really it's great but it's like you say it's just that it's that traditional episode it's like it's like the bottle episode that you get in the season you're like you know it's coming yeah and you're like okay oh, okay this is gonna be a bottle episode and if it's something you're like really excited about or building up to but as yeah yeah it's it's interesting because like i say i can't help but but compare it to the mandalorian um mm. and i'm enjoying both i'm loving both of these series but if i had to pick one that i felt i was more entertained and i'm more ready like eager to go back and watch that episode again it's the mandalorian this week rather than his dark materials yeah, do you know what I mean? So I feel like there is there is something to be said. Like much as there are issues with the lack of linear storytelling in um, Mandalorian, the fact that it's not building up the way we would expect it, that's not always necessarily a bad thing. Um, but we'll talk about that more when we get on to talk about Mandalorian next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the other you know, all the paths are converging. Um, they're asking the Alethiometer that where to find Will's dad, and she's saying he's here in this world. He's not far. Um, you have to go where, up. yeah where to find him up look up um, and then the episode ends with the um, with the uh, balloon like falling out of the sky um, so yeah. presumably everything's going to merge and everything's going to everyone's going to crash into each other in the next episode yeah there's a lot coming up yeah I mean because the other thing we haven't even talked about really is that there's the magisterium are now here as well because um, part of the reason why they end up crashing the uh, balloon is because the Magisterium airships have come through the portal from Lyra's world and are now like here in this world, and like they're causing havoc here. It's like, oh shit! Like the, them down. Exactly. Like the the evil the empire, if you like, is extending its grip beyond one world now. <laughs> um, and it's like oh shit, this is scary. And you get this whole. Uh, thing with um, the cardinal sort of reaffirming that I have spoken to the authority and we are, you know, we have a we're going on a bold new direction. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, the, the first sacrifice that must be made is the child, Lara Blackwell. Um, and there's that whole scene that they're, they're still teasing it with the whole, um, the guy hit the, he, um, we have the, can't remember the name of him, I think pa- pa- Pavel or something like that, guy who reads the Elidiometer for the Magisterium. Oh, yeah. Who goes, oh, yeah, there is another name she's known by. And he just like he's like pussyfooting around. It's like you understand that all I'm doing is I'm not a heretic. I'm just I'm just saying what the what the machine told me to do. It's not me. I didn't do it. It wasn't me, sir. No, tell me. But you got to understand that I'm just repeating what I was told before, right? You know, you know, it's not my fault, right? It's like fucking say it. And then he gets gets right up in his face and asks him to say it. And then the scene ends and cuts away. It's like fuck's sake. (laughs) I can't even remember what that is now. I yeah, neither can I. But I'm like. In my head, or as I'm watching it, I'm like, "Is it Eve? Is that the idea?" Because, no. because again, she they're, she's talking. They're talking about original sin and something to do with her. Well, she'll damn us all, sort of thing. So I'm like, mm. "Are they gonna?" The other name she's known by is Eve, and the idea is that these guys are Adam and Eve. Is that where we're going with this? But they don't like. Maybe that's too obvious. I don't know, but I can't remember well enough. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Can't wait for what happens next. I know you're you're, yeah. you're um, climbing up because you don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, just being <laughs> being quiet now because <laughs> I don't know what I am and I'm not about to give away. So I'm just trying to be really careful. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like I said, well, that's, that's right. Like, I know I might have been a bit quiet this week, but yeah, it's um, yeah. There's only so much that I can say. Yeah. Exactly. Without, once we get, once we get, that... putting my foot in it. Well, that's the part of the reason why we're going to have a whole episode just to talk about the finale next week, um, mm. because we can really delve into it and we can really sort of start to think about you know what they've achieved this season, where we think they might be going, and how they're going to do it next season. You can sort of lay it all out on the table, um, and we yeah. don't have to worry about the spoilers so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can be a little bit more flagrant yeah, with absolutely. what we say, because. I don't think it's a spoiler to say what I'm about to say, which is that... Um, There's a third book. It's called The Amber Spyglass. <laughs> no, the... Um, where the series is about to end mm. is only probably halfway through the second book. Yeah. Maybe a third. Mm because we've combined a lot of this together and gone from one section to the next. And then the second book especially is very, very involved in what we've got here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think where it's going to end and I'll say probably like I say, post spoiler tag, I'll say, but it's um, very curious to where we're going to lead and what's going to come back. Yeah. It's going to be a cliffhanger, isn't it? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Again, I just if what I happen, think, if what I happen, if what I happen, oh god, it's <laughs> what's happened. My brain stop working. If what I think is going to happen happens, then yes, it's definitely a cliffhanger. Yeah, but if it doesn't, then it might still be a cliffhanger, and I'm being ludicrously obtuse. How could you be so obtuse? <laughs> obtuse. Yeah. 
or am I being obtuse? No, now you're being acute. And he's, just, <laughs> and he's like bent over halfway, like looking like an acute triangle. <laughs> anyway. Brilliant. <laughs> We're um, always going to make a family guy joke. Yeah. The weekly one. Absolutely. Um, right. Okay. I think that will probably bring to an end then. Um, so yeah, like I say, we're going to get really deep into this stuff next week when we talk about the finale. Um, but for now, that's our take on these last couple of episodes of His Dark Materials. Yeah. Really exciting to see where they're going. Um, and we'll come back to it next week. Um, let us know what you're thinking if you're watching it. Um, you can find us in all the usual places on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Facebook, Look for us, uh, yeah, all, the, all those places. Just search for The On Guards and you'll find us. Um, yeah, and thank you for listening. Continue to listen. Uh, this we're coming to the end of the year of the gas leak, and hopefully, yeah. things are starting to. Well, we, don't forget got, what we're seeing on Friday. We're seeing an actual bloody blockbuster on Friday, not like a weird little like like limited release indie, <laughs> indie horror in, indie movie. It's a fucking blockbuster, and they're releasing it here in cinemas, even if they're not doing it in the states. We're seeing Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman. It was meant to yeah, come out in the summer. Um, we, we're seeing that it now. Um, I don't even care if it's crap. I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, I just need to see something new in the something, cinema. Yeah, fun and stupid. If it's crap, it's crap. I don't care. Just, just, yeah. Okay, it's got it's got Pedro Pascal, and Chris, great Pratt, cast, uh, great director, Chris Pine, and most importantly, Gal Gadot's going to be in there, kicking ass. Yeah, exactly, and it it looks great. Um, Patty Jenkins is great. She's got a lot of free reign, having smashed it with the first movie. So I, I have no doubt that, and all the reviews coming in are saying it's great as well. So, yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. Um, so we will, we will get that out as well, hopefully before the end, before Christmas. Um, I think it'll be good to get that out, especially as it's not even going to be available to watch in America until Christmas Day. Um, so it'll be good to get that one out. That's more yeah. of an off-air discussion. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next time. Oi. Oi. I completed uh, Death Stranding on Saturday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, how'd, that, how'd that work out for you? I've no, I've, what the fuck was that? I looked at it afterwards. I, so I deleted it off my hard drive to make space for the new for Destiny. But it's like, mm-hmm. I played 36 hours of it, Tom. I don't know what it was about. <laughs> I don't know what the point of it was. I'm not quite sure what happened at the end. <laughs>